Life's a Mitch. G'day, guys. Welcome back to episode 21 of Life's a Mitch. So last week I spoke to Dan, my musician friend. He um, He's responsible for the intro. And we opened up all things mining and the toll that can take, shift work can take on the families and the mental health implications that go with that as well. So this week, I've been lucky enough to be joined by an entrepreneur who comes from Sydney. And I, I went on that matchmaker.fm uh, website and uh, come up with, or well, I like to try and come up with interesting storytellers. And this uh, this lady uh, popped up and was like, oh, wow, she she would be an amazing guest. So would, I'm, would you please be able to introduce yourself and uh, tell us why you're on that matchmaker? Sure. .fm, please. Sure. Um, I'm Nicole Santa, co-CEO and co-founder of Event Buzz 360. And um, my background is in events. And, uh, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> well, we're having a good event right here. So, <laughs> so you, know, uh, you know, first question is, how did your, your journey start working in events themselves? Like, you know, to take us back to your earliest memory as, as to how that career path started for you. Sure, yeah. Well, um, probably I'm, I'm a little different to most people who kind of get into an industry. I actually was kind of almost, I think I, I, you could say I was born into the events industry, literally, yeah. um, because my parents and grandparents were doing um, catering and events before I was born. And then when I was born, I was sort of like dumped in the corner of the kitchen floor. Um, that's where you're going to kind of lie there and wake up, you know, when my parents were doing events through the night and all the rest of it. So I kind of, yeah, was born into it, I suppose. Um, and then I sort of didn't really kind of, you know, I was gr- growing up as I remember setting the table with my parents when I was little. I might have been five years old at the time. And that was, you know, kind of really funny to think back at that time. And I only did that recently because I just you know, I didn't really know that I was going to go into events. It was sort of like a a heart moment one day. I kind of started out in um, banking and finance, which is sort of completely different. And I was working for Barclays Bank. That was my first job in the foreign exchange department, which is kind of really kind of boring, (laughs) Um, but (laughs) not as exciting as an eventful as events. Um, And then um, I decided... Uh, a cousin of mine told me about that they'd just been organising this big corporate event um, for the company that she'd been working for. And I thought, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so I kind of got into events. I just sort of had woke up and thought, yep, I'm going to do this and started my own events company like a, a bit of a crazy person um, <laughs> with a two-year-old as well. So I was, you know, that was kind of a bit... Um, crazy in itself everyone kept saying to me how can you start a business with a two-year-old but nowadays everyone seems to be doing that (laughs) so it's quite the norm everyone's got a side hustle and I just sort of thought look you know what um I wanted more so I decided to start my own business and um you know there's always ups and downs with, with with starting your own business but you know it was a great you know it's a great journey I love being an entrepreneur well, absolutely. So, you know, like, so that's firstly, that sounds like it's come full circle, you know, your parents had yeah, a business, totally. you're into it, and then your little one was, yeah. as well. So, you know, totally. so does that where the, is that where the, the business name event 360 comes from? Because everything came 360 for you? Um, not quite. So oh, I, I started I was being clever there. <laughs> my, my events company and it was called, uh, it's still called uh, Extraordinary Events. Um, and then um, about, 
or just before COVID, or actually a bit before COVID, I've been wanting to develop my own events platform. And uh, so I developed Event Buzz 360, which is a new online platform, which is connecting event organisers and suppliers together, and also showcasing amazing event ideas from around the world. Yeah, nice. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like event LinkedIn sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. So the reason we named it Event Buzz 360 was because events is easy kind of to remember. It's for the events industry. So that sort of kind of goes, yeah, that looks makes sense. Yep. And, you know, when I'm doing an event, there's such a buzz in the excitement and everything's happening at once. And I like a little kind of a bit of chaos and but orderly chaos, if you know what I mean. Like, so it's got to be orderly, but... When, like just before COVID, I did an event for 1,500 people. In fact, I did about 30 events in four days. So oh, wow. it was pretty full on. And we had something like 80 volunteers. So it was really like there's a lot of people involved in the event. We had about, you know, 200 staff. It was really like kind of really full, full on. And there's so much excitement in the air when you're organising an event and everyone's going, oh, my God, oh, what do I do? What do you want me to do? How do I go? Where do you go? And all of a sudden you kind of, you know, everyone's asking you for directions. What should I do? How do? What would you help? What would you like me to do next? And you become like this kind of like um, center of attention. It's kind of like a bit sort of good for the ego kind of thing. I can <laughs> relate to that. Asking you like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? How can I help? Where, where shall I go? And it's kind of like chaos, but it's such a buzz. Everyone's so excited about what they're doing. Everyone's passionate, and the energy is really, really high when you're putting on an event. So I thought buzz is, it just sort of, you know, that's the buzz that you get when you're organising an event and then when you go live on the day, it's just, you know, there's, so, there's nothing like it. There's such an adrenaline, um, you know, energy that comes out of doing an event. And then 360, well, that is because we couldn't get eventbuzz.com. So uh, I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars, so we decided to put 360 on the end. And it kind of works with, you know, everything for the events industry and everything. So it's sort of like a 360 full circle. So it kind of rings quite nicely and I quite like it because it, it makes it a little bit different as well. Well, so I am. Um, kind of where the 360 came. <laughs> that's cool. Well, for starters, I love a good pun. So if everyone gets a buzz, you know, then that's great. Um, and also yeah. um, I spent a bit of time working when I was living in England, I spent a bit of time working in events at the, um, at the Q1 arena and like setting up for oh, yes. uh, musos and, and whatever so you know and and to hear that you're quite passionate about it and everyone like gets up and arm up in arms and like enjoys what they do i mean then ultimately that would prove that you'd be the person to go to like so so i'm just reading a list of your bona fides through here so you've so you've done like you know uh events for big companies like amazon panasonic astrazeneca um so where did it all like so i'm assuming you do things like um like corporate days, um, you do things like, um, yeah, do you do conferences, conferences, and, launches, yep. incentives, those type of things? So, yeah, so when I, I didn't have any clients when I started extraordinary events, I thought, look, you know what, um, going old school here, you know, you pick up the phone, you ring a company, you and you try and get in the door and try and get a meeting. Um, and that's kind of what you try and do. And then once you kind of get in the door for a meeting, then what you do is you try and sell yourself, obviously, and what your service is. It's 
kind of easier but harder also this these days because there's so you, you can't just ring up a company you can't get on you can't get them on the phone you can't send them an email it's really hard because they don't want to read your emails because they're email overload um so there's kind of like all of this kind of going on so it's a lot more difficult um but i you know rang up a company it was actually an event for um it was for women in business so i the very first event that i actually won was for women in business it was for about five or six hundred people and it was on awards night and um i thought oh this is fantastic you know when you get your first job you think oh my god this is just happening it's really happening straight in the deep (laughs) end you feel like a real person (laughs) straight in the deep end yeah, that's right. Straight in the deep end. And I thought, okay, right. How am I going to organize this event? So I actually came home to my husband and I said to him, now I've got this great event. I'm really excited. I'm going to be organizing this event. Um, but where do I start? Where do you think I should start? And he's a management consultant. So um, he sat down with me on the kitchen table and said to me, okay, let's develop an events methodology. So we developed a phased approach. So rather than going, oh, yeah, I've got to do this tick box and having a to-do list that's a million miles long, we developed an events methodology. And I've been using that events methodology for about 20 years now. And it, we've actually just put it into a course. So if you're an event organiser out there and you're wanting skills to help you um, organise your events, then we've got the course for you because, you know, when you go through university and you do a degree in event management these days you still come out you know know how to do it so this is a practical course giving you the tools that you need um and like you know everything from a briefing document a budget um a a project plan and it's got it's fully populated so it's not like you have to sort of kind of guesswork here it's kind of going what do i know don't i need and i can remove from here um, and it gives them all the tools. So we've just put that into an online program. So that's we're very excited about that. Um, and that's yeah, new. That's also a thing that we're doing. So we're doing that. We've got Event Buzz three hundred and sixty, and like we're kind of man- trying to manage three businesses at once now. Yeah, wow, it must be must be crazy. But yeah, so what what I'll do is I'll, I'll include all those links in the bio underneath. So yeah, afterwards, if you want to check out you know, the the course or check out you know, event buzz 360 or whatever it might be. Um, it'll be all be there. So all good. So oh, thanks. Thanks. That's okay. So Mike, I, I, to anyone out there who might be thinking, you know, in terms, especially during, you know, the pandemic times, a lot of people um, are out there for going, well, if I can have all this extra time at home, you know, I've got this idea in my head, but I'm a little bit afraid to go, or, you know, how to take, so what advice would you give to anyone that was willing to start something but didn't really have the courage to do so as you have yeah look you do need and well you could do it two ways first of all you could kind of do it as a side hustle and have something part-time and then do this on the side until it gets to the point that you think that you can kind of take it to the next level um or you can kind of go all in and go you know what this is what i want to do and i you know, can afford to kind of do it for this long and get it out there. So I think, you know, you only live once and I'm a full believer to kind of take the risk. I'm a bit of a risk taker. Um, And, you know, I kind of feel like you just, 
you, you want to if you want to make a difference in your life or you want to do something that sort of goes you know it, it's extraordinary or you love or you feel like you think you can contribute to an industry or be a supplier of something and you want to be your own boss and you want to you know make something in the world for yourself then take the leap you know you only live once and you know every, every year you're getting a little older and you kind of think you know what if you don't do it now when so I would say take the leap, just do it and don't think about it. A bit like Nike, just do it, get in <laughs> there and just go for it, you know. Cheeky plug. <laughs> um, it's such a great logo. I use it all the time because it just it, it just works, you know. Um, if you're not sure what to do, I mean, you have you come across crossroads all the time. Do I go this way? Do I go that way? But you just have to sometimes just dive in and believe in yourself and believe in your skill set. And, you know, it, you do have the days where you think, oh, yeah, I'm okay. And there's the days that you think that you're a bit of an imposter and I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing and you're falling apart kind of thing. Yeah. But um, hopefully there's few of those days and more of the other days. But, you know, you do. There's always a, you know, one step forward, as they say, and a few steps back and a few steps forward because we doubt ourselves and we continually doubt. We always had that, those two conversations in our heads. One that somebody's saying, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. And the other person's going, shut the hell up. I can yeah. do it, you know? Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I've got any secret um, answers for, for it, but I think, you know, just give it a go. Try it, either try it with a start, side hustle or just go all in and give it a go. Fair enough. So it's interesting you say things like uh, feel like an imposter. A few episodes ago, I spoke with a lady named Bianca and she's got a whole podcast dedicated to imposter syndrome. And what that is, it's like, you know, you feel your own inadequacies rising up in a room full of people who might have a, you know, a larger portfolio than you and you go, oh, I'm not worthy to be here. Um, so, you know, like it, it's human. Yeah. As, and as you said as well, it's human nature for the brain to think, worst case scenario and what if i fail what about this but you know i've started to do this as a side hustle and now i'm working part-time at the local radio station just to hone my craft so i'm a i'm a coal miner by trade so shift work keeps me busy and the idea of doing this is to entertain people and try shed some light on people with cool stories and and, and make people laugh and carry on like an absolute tool if i can <laughs> but um if uh if you can if you find the courage, especially during times of almost post-pandemic, I hope we're nearly through it, but like if you take a leap of faith, I can almost guarantee you that the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, you might take a loss, you know, you take a hit, but ultimately if you have a goal that you want to achieve, go for it. It sounds morbid or gross or whatever, but there's no point having the best idea in the graveyard. There's not. If you want to do something, then do it. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, it's, it's obviously a very, very like pessimistic approach to look at things. But as you said, life is too short. And if you want to, you know, take a stand and start your company and your first event, 500 people, I thought you were going to say it was more yeah. like a, uh, like something like under a hundred, but that's go big, go home. I, I admire the heck out of that, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I actually, um, it's quite funny because I, I, in the beginning, I just always did very large scale events. And you know what? The difference is not much, to be quite honest. There's not much difference between an event for 100 people or an event for five or 600 people. It's just a number. It sounds more impressive when you say big numbers, but you know, it's just, it's the workload is still there either way. And it's just a matter of, you know, being. 
you know, it's like, you know, building a house or if you're building, a, I don't know, you know, a two-storey house, a one-storey or two-storey, it's just more bricks, you know. Um, but if you said, I built a house and I used X number of bricks, um, they're going to go, oh, that sounds like a lot of bricks. And then you go, okay, I doubled it and built a two-storey house. They go, whoa, that sounds like a lot more work. Well, it's not, it's about the same, but it takes maybe longer, but a bit more prep involved. But um, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, same kind of thing, really. It's all about um, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, you may as well just go in the deep end and do it. Do go, you know, go all the way. Go in hard or don't go. <laughs> go home. <laughs> the life advice here today: <laughs> go in hard or don't bother. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I kind of like the energy and the stress levels that kind of come with the events industry. Yep. Um, like I'm like one of these people that actually like to go to the airport kind of like to the minute, you know, like, you know, not like leave two hours before and sit there three hours before the plane flies or flies away. You kind of, I kind of want to get there as the latest possible time to kind of get straight there and get on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it. So I sort of like, or even do this for meetings as well. I kind of like leave them to the last second I can leave before I have to be there. And um, that's cool. And then you end up kind of, you know, rushing a wee bit to get there. It's kind of, I like that adrenaline. It's <laughs> strange, but that's what No, I that's, like. that's not strange. I kind of did the same thing. I So, I sent the invitation to you not five minutes before we were scheduled to, to sit there and do this. So um, one, yeah, because I'm hopeless, cool. I'm hopeless for that Calendly thing. And two, you know, I enjoy sleeping and I, I personally like to do things as late as I possibly can. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I was at school. Off, and don't we? That's how I was yeah, at school and yeah. all that sort of thing. So, so, okay. So you said you've been at this for, you said two decades doing events. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, in that time, have you met some interesting, famous people or got any cool stories that you can share with us? Um, have I got any cool stories? Um, yeah, I've met, um, I've met uh, you know, some singers um, along the way. I did some events with uh, Danny Hines, Marsha Hines. I've done events with um, John Paul Young, which is probably way before your time. Oh, I know, I know but... about John Paul Young. <laughs> You know, but, oh, very good. That's impressive. Um, look, you know, I haven't met the Kardashians. I haven't met the, <laughs> I haven't met, um, you know, some, some of those cooler people yet. But um, I say yet because you never know. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, look, I, look, I've done events with, um, oh, I don't know, I, I have done some events with some politicians as well. I did a, an event with Julia Gillard. Um, when she was before she was prime minister, actually, um, she's an amazing woman, actually. Whether you like her or you don't like her as a politician, but as a speaker, she is so super polished. Yeah, um, she um, she released a book about uh, her time in politics and um, like sort of her rise to becoming the PM. And she speaks about like her time as a like a vice chancellor at the University of Adelaide, I think it was. And um, yeah. some like some of the um, she she appeared on one of the podcasts I listened to, and she spoke about her book and very elegantly. She's actually quite funny as well. Uh, some of the material she's yeah. coming up with, I uh, just got to admire yeah. someone who uh, 
um, was very articulate like that. And I'd imagine she was quite she, charming to speak to. Oh, she was amazing. She turned up at the event and she, you know, all these cars kind of pulled in and she kind of gets out the back and she goes straight for the stage virtually and then she just addresses everybody. And I'm thinking, now, hang on, don't you want to go into a rehearsal room and do a bit of prepping or doing something? And she she just went nut straight onto the stage and away she went, mingled with the people and no notes, just, you know, she just knew what she was going to say and she was just really, really articulate and, you know, incredible. So, um, look, but I guess uh, when you're a, you know, politician and when you're, you know, prime minister, you're obviously very good at speaking um, because you do a hell of a lot of it. But, you know, even, um, you know, um, uh, what's his name, John Howard, I mean, he also was quite amazing as well. Great speaker, Um if you ever saw him walking around the CBD in Sydney, he would be, he walks so super fast. <laughs> like he, for such a little man, he just walks like a little, you know, like a, like a little bullet. He's sort of like, you see him running around the street. He's like walking crazy. That great jumps, that great jumps. That he's just, I've seen him on the news, you know, when I was a kid, um, yeah. freaking around and he's, you know, his golden green trackies. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. They, they're, they're pretty impressive that's for sure um so yeah I've had a lot of international speakers as well over over many years I did you know you know one event where I actually had very very high security we had um you know snipers on this on the roof of a, of a venue and we had um who was very, the speaker snoopers we had a whole lot of international speakers I can't really say okay but, fair enough. um it was you know very very high high profile and we had sniffer dogs and we had, you know, it was just very, very high security. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's a whole different world when you do an event and everyone goes, you've got to leave the room, the dog sniffers come through, the bomb squads come through, um, you've got snipers on the roofs, you've got helicopters above. It's like, oh, my God, what's going on here? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. But, you know, it's also kind of fun having all these kind of, really interesting type of events that you do and that you would, know how it kind of works out so it's a lot of fun that would be interesting to have on the resume oh like, yeah so oh it sounds like i could have used you at my 21st we probably needed some of those <laughs> <laughs> that's right snipers on the roofs with little, you know get out you drunk bombs. idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh, vodka was... bombs maybe we'll have balloon vodka bombs that we throw down on them. that was a big <laughs> night oh man that takes me back. That's over a decade ago now. Wow. Um, right. So, so my, you know, so to to be like top of your game in uh, Australia's busiest city um, during COVID, how have you? How have times been? Have you? Have things been sort of slowed down a little? Still thriving? How? So how has the pandemic treated you guys? Yeah, it was. It look, it, it is. It was, and it still is. Um, you know, it kind of hit, kind of hard in the beginning and it was like almost like a bit surreal like all of a sudden you had you know events scheduled for the year and all of a sudden you know you had one client pick you up the phone and you you say hi and you, you know they go um hi we've got some bad news we're actually going to postpone our event and there's a lot of postponing going on and then uh you know about four weeks later there's oh, we're cancelling uh completely <laughs> So, you know, it was it was really difficult and a lot of event managers and a lot of event companies were really kind of scrambling because 
we didn't really know what was going to kind of happen and how long this was going to go, go for really. So we didn't really, it was really hard to even advise clients on what to do because they, you know, you're planning events, you're planning so far in advance that you, it's not something that you can, it's not like if you book a hotel, you can cancel your accommodation and it's okay or you can defer your accommodation when you cancel an event or defer an event. There are hundreds of suppliers that all need to be notified and, you know, things can't just quickly adapt. So it's not a quick fix, um, which is a little bit more challenging and a little bit probably really kind of stressful, I suppose, for the events industry. And, you know, now there's a bit of fear because people would don't know whether they can kind of go back to events. So we're sort of seeing a lot of private events starting to happen but it's kind of slowly kind of crawling back. Sydney's certainly, you know, doing quite well with their events, um, especially with, you know, at the moment we're just uh, kind of, you know, finishing the Easter show. So that's, you know, we're recording in, in April. So that's the Easter show time. So that's just being finished. And, you know, they've had 60,000 people come through there each day of the Easter show, which is a phenomenal amount um and that's been really really successful people have absolutely loved it in sydney we've we're quite relaxed here generally um uh, which is quite good where uh, other states and other countries are not in the same position as us because event buzz 360 is a global platform um we're speaking to companies overseas in america and london and it's not quite the same there as it is here um but I'm, I'm very hopeful that the industry is going to pick up and I think it's going to be stronger than ever. Um, some of the exciting things is I think the New South Wales government, I don't know about other states, but they're bringing the uh, event management course into the HSC, which is going to be amazing for all the new people that want to get into the, into the industry. And um, I think that's going to be pretty exciting to see that they come into the events industry and the industry kind of grows and I think it will. I think it's going to really, around the world, we organise about 30,000 events a day pre-COVID. Uh, and I have a feeling that's going to double within, within the next five years. Yeah, well, people are going to catch up on times spent away from each other. So who knows? People can't wait to get out there and mingle, you know, whether it's down the road at the restaurants and the pubs and, the you know, the cafes. But people just can't wait to get out. I mean, I've actually loved secretly loved COVID um you know not having to kind of get dressed up you know you're, you're at home and I haven't had to see you know friends or family or anybody <laughs> I can you know kind of go into a little bit of a hole for a, a year um just drink uh, a lot of wine and eat a lot of chocolate which has oh. not been so good but um I think everyone's <laughs> kind of done that um, I have. But it, it's allowed me to focus on Event Buzz 360 and, and, and launch through the middle of the pandemic. Pandemic, I can't even say it now. <laughs> um, so, um, but, you know, that's kind of, um, that was kind of, you know, good for us to be able to do that. And had we been working on lots of events, it would have taken us longer to kind of launch the platform. So I think that's been quite good for us to be able to have done that. And we're getting a really great response from the industry and suppliers around the world and around Australia as well. So, so far, so good. Uh, good on you. We've got um, a long way to go. Well, that's, um, it's, yeah, well, one, congratulations. That's, that's great to hear. Um, 
you know, and in times of COVID, how you said, you know, you get to focus on other things. I, a lot of people in my like me personally, I've had to keep going to work because, you know, people still need power and stuff like that. But in terms of like, you know, being productive with your spare time, as we call it, downtime in brackets, mm-hmm. um, one, I've turned into this beer drinking mess. Now, we, um, friends and I, I'm part of a craft beer group and we go around the state just going to different breweries and stuff like that. So that stopped. So we got started to get like samples sent to our houses. So when we had the five people yeah. come over and we try that, we'd redrate them and allowed us time to build the, the Facebook group we have. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, you know, sampling cheeses and so the gym was closed. Was like, oh, I'll go for a walk or whatever. And then eventually got a mm. gym at home, but um, so just talking about like starting things during downtime, um, mm. you know. So congratulations on that. That's awesome. And um, for anyone who might be thinking about making a an industry change or a career swap to somewhere in events, you know, if they were just a fresh out of school or if they were just an average Joe or Jane blog, just looking to start somewhere, where would you recommend they might go or what they might do? They should do my course. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode 21. <laughs> Sorry, I'll have to do my little sales pitch in there too. No, that's so all good. definitely start with the course. But the exciting thing is, Mitch, we're actually putting on a jobs section on our platform on EventBuzz360. So if you're a waiter, if you're a barman, if you're um, an event organiser or coordinator, um, we'll be soon having jobs on our platform. So you can actually go on there and create a profile for yourself. I think it's also good to sort of even offer to volunteer at events. Um, that's a really great way of getting experience at um, being around events and the buzz that comes with events. So if you hear about anybody that wants, you know, any help or anything like that, start with that because that would be good. Also, I think these days you really do need to do a course, whether you go through a TAFE or whether you go through a, a, an events college, I think you do need to do a, an event management course. Um, they don't tell you much. They don't teach you that much. I shouldn't say that. Can you zap that out? <laughs> I shouldn't say that they don't teach you much. No, they do. Um, look, you learn a lot of the basics. You need to learn the fundamentals. And I think that sort of certainly gears you up and sets you up for, for being in the events industry. Um, and then coupled that with my course, if that's something that you want to be organising events, if you want to organise events, then my course is, the, is, is great for you. Or... So, or you could, if you wanted to get into events, you could start being, you know, a wait staff or you could start going into being bar staff. So you can kind of mingle, just start getting involved in the industry any way, which way you possibly can. That's what I think you should do. Fair enough. So, no, that's fair enough. And yeah, I can do that. That's fine. I can uh, edit that out. No problem. You want to get um, into, the, into events now? <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us more about your course, like the duration, um, like the study, the study styles, like is it all yeah. online? Is it in the house? Um, what are the options there? Yeah. So it's a, it's a practical course. It's not um, a course that you kind of have to study and learn and spend hours learning. It's very practical. It's actually a course that you want to do when you're organising an event. So um, that way you can do it at the same time. It's got seven modules to do the course. So, and they're about an hour each module. It's really listening to me talking, 
and explaining. And then I show you how to use the, the tools and the templates to make sure that you're covering everything in regards to your event. Now, whilst I can't be specific to a certain event that you're organising, but, you know, whether it be a, an incentive or a conference um, or anything like that, so it's kind of a bit general, but you should be able to definitely organise your event through this if, uh, events methodology. Um, and then you'll have, you know, all the tools that you can download and then you, I go through those tools exactly how to use them. Um, and I've got everything from, you know, a site visit at a venue, what to ask for, what sort of questions you need to look at. Um, and it, it's all there. Like it, I give you the tools so you don't actually have to think. You can actually go, oh, yeah, it's all written here. I can just follow this. Um, and then obviously I work with the people as well. So at the moment I'm offering, you know, coaching as well for it so that they're not just, you know, given these tools and they don't know what they're doing. Um, they can actually contact me and I can help them through organising their events. So they'll get the skills of organising, say they'll probably pick up skills for being in the industry for about three to five years um, with doing my course. And I know people who are experienced in event management who are still doing my course because of the tools that we are offering. Um, the tools are just phenomenal and, you know, Doing the course, the people that are the comments that we're getting back from students is that I was so confused. I didn't kind of know where to start beforehand. Like I did the course at university and or, or at um, a college, an online course, but I still wasn't sure what to do when. And this course just it just sort of makes it easy so that people can go, oh, okay, now I need to do this. Um, I need to ask these kind of questions. I need to do that and it just sort of makes it a little bit sort of bite-sized I suppose to organizing an event so it's a little bit more digestible well that's you know convenient to people like me because well when it comes to you know taking in a lot of information bite-sized is definitely good I mean yeah I, like, I am like I'm not the most intelligent guy so you know if it works for them and if it's the deliverable way for you guys to yeah. Try that and to get that message out and the information across, then and the yeah. fact that it's practical and um you can interact and like I'd be more confident as a or well, use the term student or you know um apprentice or whatever. But like I'd I'd get yeah. more out of that that um that like the way that's delivered. I think so. You know. Yeah. Well, I think some people are quite um, pictorial in their learning methods. And some people are like 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 it all written in you know thousand words, and they're yeah. more sort of what it, I can't remember what the term. It's is the VARK, the V A R K method. Yeah, and I think I think um, like you know IKEA's come out with flat packs, and they've got little diagrams on how to put it together because people are mostly pictorial, yeah. and they like to learn that way. Majority of the people, they just don't they don't want to sit there and read how to put this screw into this and, and explain it. They just want to see a picture and go, oh, yeah, that's easy. I can do that, you know. Yep. Um, so that's kind of how this is, this course. I'm not saying it's all pictures, but it's it's yep. certainly easy for people, you know, yep. to say, yep, I know how to do this. I can put this together. No problem. I can look like an experienced uh, event manager, even if you're not. So, you know, that's that's the idea behind it. Awesome. I think IKEA is Swedish for argument because the amount of times 
<laughs> I've been putting stuff together with other people. No, it goes like this. No, it goes like this. So I'm telling you, the pitch. Oof. I don't know, but I've always <laughs> got a few screws left over, always. And I don't <laughs> even follow the instructions. I just got to, I just look at it and go, yeah, that should fit with that. And, <laughs> well, yeah, and I, uh, it should work. <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine was doing renovations uh, just pre COVID, and we went down to Ikea and enjoyed some of the greatest meatballs that life has to offer. Yes, and, yes. And um, we, we bought him uh, some uh, shelving and, uh, was, yeah, so we pretty much did his kitchen. And yeah, I, at the end of it, it felt like I'd been arguing him for about three or four years. It was horrendous. But we've got it done. <laughs> it looks great now. But uh, to anyone going through the flat pack saga, I, um, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, so that's interesting. And it sounds like that you... And your husband and, and and all those involved are absolutely killing it in regards to um, like events you're doing and um, pioneering the way through for the, the little guy and the little girl who wouldn't mind getting a start. So, you know, from, you know, I, I guess hearing all that, um, thank you for, you know, making it accessible and because a lot of industries don't offer and aren't as inviting as that. So, you know, good on you, good on you. And thank you from behalf of the, the consumer. Um Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I we're did. trying. We want, we want it. That's why Event Buzz 360 exists. If you want to organize your event yourself and you're looking for ideas, that's, that's why we made it. And if you go onto our website, uh, eventbuzz360.com, you'll see that it's a very pictorial site. It doesn't have a lot of writing. Um, it doesn't have a lot of, you know, articles all over it because I think a picture paints a thousand words. I want ideas. I want to find them quickly. I don't want to spend hours reading content and content and content because that gets exhausting. That's why, you know, podcasts are so great because we want to, we want to listen on the go. We, we don't have time to sit there reading, reading and reading and reading. Um, audio books, podcasts, that's the, that's the future. And, you know, we're all time poor. So, you know, people don't just sit there and sit, sit down for three hours reading and reading books. Well, I certainly don't have three hours each day to read books. Um, I do try and do a bit of reading, but um, I think life seems to get in the middle of me or every time I read a book. Um, I've only, you know, I just I start a lot of books, but I don't always get to the ends of them. <laughs> it just depends. I'm great when I'm on holidays, but, you know, during COVID we haven't been doing too much of that, so it's hard to find the time. Well, yeah, especially in a world where, you know, so much is accessible via, you know, this audio medium. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's funny, but life can be a Mitch. Sorry, there's a little shameless plug for myself. Um, I love it. <laughs> but so, you know, we um, I try and crack puns and the idea behind this is to entertain and inform people and like to get, as I said, to get, connect people like yourself to possible consumers out there, tell your story and, you know, Hopefully, if any if anyone gets something out of this and you at least get one email, then that's my job done. Um, Great. I'll let you know when it comes through. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, I do apologize. And I guarantee you that eventbuzz360.com, the pictures on there, less argument than putting flat pack kitchens together, I can assure you. So, <laughs> all right. For so sure. I, I use yeah. that as a segue. So we've covered, you know, a large part, if not all of your portfolio and all of your what your services offer. But each week, I like to uh, get invite people on for a section I like to call having a bitchy with Mitchy, where we can have a whinge or a whine of anything. It can be as petty as it can be, or it can be a big issue. So would you like to join me, Nicole, having a bitchy with Mitchy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Bitchy with Mitchy and Nikki or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> bit of a bitch with Nick and Mitch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You're better than me. <laughs> that's a that's a I breakfast was... morning show, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. I think we could do it. We could do that definitely. The drive that's to work with nothing. Nick and Mitch isn't isn't that's work right. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this writes itself. I like that. It's a lot of fun. That's cool. That's really cool. So, yes, what are we going to bitch about? Well, I can kick things What's off. What's your or... bitch at the moment? Oh, <laughs> my stupid ability to make ridiculous puns. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So, okay. Now, are we going to talk about the royal family or are we talking about something else? We can talk about this. Is This is your section. This is... When Nick can unleash, but if if we if we're trying it audio for a radio show, then we're going to cover the big events, local councils, and their stupid garbage collection service. Okay, garbage. Yeah, I, I'm 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 great with garbage. I I get a like a coffee and then I, you know how you've got the cardboard bottom and the plastic top. Why didn't they make a, pl- a cardboard top or a plastic bottom so we'd know which bin to put it in? Because I do I put the whole thing in one color bin or do i have to split it and then if there's any liquid in the bottom do i have to put that in another bit oh, it's just so confusing this and i cool. know they've got the little pictures on the side yeah but you know we're in a hurry and we've, if, we, if we see the pictures on the side we're going to put our glasses on to get the to look at the pictures to see which is the one that i'm going to put it in <laughs> this is kind of like having a bitchy with mitchy category so councils cover them <laughs> royal family <laughs> They're next. Now, I think what, family. one of one of the things that around here, it's like obviously you can't help the early hours they come. They've got to do their job. Fair enough. But the issue I have is that like nine times out of ten, you just look up the street and there's bins over the shit everywhere, and there's more mess oh, after totally. the truck's been through. I mean, I well, I live in a reasonably small uh, suburb of Newcastle, and um, you know, it's not too, it's, 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 you know, I could imagine in Sydney, like downtown CBD, Sydney, garbage trucks doing the thing, bins closely spaced together. Do you know, do you know what bothers me? I'll tell you what bothers me, what, what, what my bitch is with the councils and the bins. <laughs> if the bloody garbage guys come and they're so noisy, one, they're so noisy, those guys, and they're doing it when we're trying to get to work. So here we are in the car and they're blocking the whole street off. They haven't got a care in the world. Like, why are they doing it at peak hour traffic? Why are they doing it at peak hour at all? You know, <laughs> they should be doing it at the middle of the day or something when nobody's rushing out or, you know, do it from 10 o'clock when we're not in a hurry to get to the office or, or whatever or drop the kids to school. Give us a break. There's enough things on the road. We don't need our, the garbage trucks on top of it. So maybe they should come back a wee bit later at a reasonable time. Um, that's yeah, that's that that would be great. And and yeah, the bins really come on, line them up. We want them in a light straight line after you've emptied them, so that we can put them back and it looks nice in our street. Not half on the road, half on the, in the in the grass, half half in the in the shit as you were saying, all over the place. And the like, what are they thinking? They are not strategic. See, this they is wouldn't... why this is why this breakfast show would work. Cancels your garbage yeah, no, service. I hate to say it is garbage. Do better. <laughs> and it needs it needs to be improved for sure, definitely. But that's that's yeah, that that is a problem. And I leave it to you, Mitch, to fix that problem. Oh, if, <laughs> oh we're, on we're behalf a... of all councils and all all residents throughout Australia. 
Mitch is going to fix the problem. <laughs> oh, we're already, if that's the case, we pretty much may as well abandon ship right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you have well, another, did you have another topic you wanted to uh, have a good old whinge about? It feels good, doesn't it? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I didn't actually think I was going to be very good at that, but you know, I'm, I, I'm I going to submit this I... tape to triple M. We're going places. <laughs> this works. Yeah. Maybe kiss. <laughs> Look out, Kyle and Jackie O. Kyle and Jackie O, we could be the new ones. Nick we got and Nick and Mitch O. <laughs> Driving you home. <laughs> Driving you crazy more like. <laughs> that's right. Oh, look, you know, that's, yeah, look, I don't know. There's just, there's so many topics you could have a good bitch about, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, I know you were talking about people cutting people off in cars, but I have a bit of a, 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 like we're having a discussion with my husband about like, is it more men or is it more women that cut you off? And um, he thinks it's more women that don't let you in, you know, that they're not so, they're not so generous as men and men, men are a bit more kind. They go, oh yeah, you can go, you can go. I don't. <laughs> Do you think I, it's, you can't you think like, that's you, true? you can't generalize like that. It's always going to come down to the individual behind the wheel. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a stereotype that, you know, a certain demographic are worse drivers than others or, you know, yeah. that, you know, women. So it, it's, a, it's also a myth in mining is that so women operators um, driving yeah. the trucks graders take more care than, you know, but they're always going to say that because the demographic of men is larger than women. So that call right there right. is disproportionate to the stereotype. So it doesn't work. Yeah, so I yeah. think, I think okay. in this, I think in this regard to say that yeah. men are ultimately better drivers than women. I, I don't agree with that. I just think it comes down to the individual and like everyone, yeah. everyone's like an iceberg. You look at on the, you only see what's on the surface underneath. You don't know whether they're late, whether they've just had an argument with their spouse or they've busted them to do a number true. two, whatever it might be. Yes. Um, you know, actually, I got another another bitch, if if I may. Sure. My bitch is at my lungs because just the other day I was cleaning my bathroom and then I was uh, using the brush to clean the toilet, and I let out a sneeze that would have blown a hole through any other wall. So as I'm doing that, I'm cleaning the toilet. As I've sneezed, the impact was that much. The brush snapped <laughs> off <laughs> and it that... seeped under the water. <laughs> it's like. So, you know, I had to go up to the shops and get a new brush. That sneeze cost me $18. It was ridiculous. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Next time, mate, might need to turn your head or something. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. But, like, yeah, it was just, that was a bit of a random story, and I'm partly regretting telling you that, so my apologies. <laughs> That's all right. No problem. No problem at all. Yeah, I don't have any of anything to add to that story. You don't need to. I've just embarrassed the crap out of myself. So, but um, sounds like it. <laughs> I, I, I have I have this uh, bad ability to. I my brain will think something. I'll say it, and then the thought process will catch up, and it's oh, oh Mitch, dear, oh Mitch, you dickhead. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, you um, know, you you got to be able to have a laugh and have a good time and all that sort of thing, and. That's definitely laughter is the best medicine. My grandmother uh, passed away in January. She just turned 106. Wow. Well, well one, I'm very sorry to hear that. Yes. But wow. Yeah. Some good genes so, in that family. Oh, uh, yeah. So her birthday was always the 1st of January. So as far back as I could remember, you'd wake up New Year's Day and then have to ring my grandmother to wish a happy birthday. So the 1st of January this year, she turned 106. Wow. And, um, 
she was very good and then she just got a, a virus and I think, um, you know, in February she passed away or late late January, early February she passed away, which was a bit, um, a bit sad. That. Yeah, and um, but she always we used to always say laughter is the best medicine. If you haven't, if you don't laugh, and then you know life is just a bit boring. So you just go. That's the secret of life is laughter. So it's very important, and you know you can't take yourself too seriously. You just got to keep, you know, keep going, keep doing what you're doing, and um, yeah, you know, just laugh. It is what it is. You know, life is just you know full of a, a good laugh. Yeah, so tune in at three o'clock and hear a few drinks and a good laugh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm, I enjoy my craft beers. The occasion, oh, I just last weekend there was a, a gin and jazz festival up here, and um, it was such a good day to see people congregating. And I went with I went with my best friend and a few we met a few of his friends there, and we just carried on like a group of like of, of idiots. So like, if you want to laugh, now yeah. listen at three o'clock for the drive home with Nick. <laughs> 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 but you know, so yeah, I um, yeah. So, you know, I'll wrap things up in a second. But um, one, you've been a terrific, like a terrific guest today. I really appreciate your time. Um, you know, I My I, I know that um beforehand it was a little bit unscripted and maybe we didn't know what way it was going to go. But I always seem to get the best out of people, and I um, you know, so it's 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 great to hear your story because I that's why I do this. I I get up out of out of out of bed and go i get to meet someone new today even though it's in the form of on like through technology but i i really enjoy this and your story resonated with me and um i'll happily share all your um socials and your website and stuff in the bio so um and you know and the, the secret of long yeah, well, life. thanks for having me not a problem and we also got to hear the secret to long life and uh an upcoming radio show coming to speakers near you guys <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Right, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for having me on your show. It was lots of fun. Not a problem. And, um, yeah, and if anyone wants to kind of reach out to me, you can on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Um, Nicole Santa is my Twitter um, uh, handle. Um, and um, we've also got one for Event Buzz 360 so you can follow us on Twitter or on social Yep. Uh, and follow us like us make comments we'd, we'd love that on our social media so i'll post them on my socials i'll post them in the so this is on spotify soundcloud and apple play so it'll be in the, it'll be in the episode description as well so thank you for today and um yeah we'll uh, i'll keep in touch and um i'll get the details from you and uh yeah talk to you from then thank you thanks thanks so much bye for now